Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of the IP Breakfast with attorneys Albert Decady and Emmanuel Coffey. Um, as a reminder that uh, during this program, during this episode, uh, we do not provide legal advice. Anything you hear in this program should be checked with your own attorney. Uh, also, that the opinion expressed in this program, uh, including the opinions of attorney uh, Coffey and Albert Decady and does not impart on their employers. Good morning, counsel. Counsel, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, wherever and whatever time you may be listening to us, we have uh, a good uh, day. Now, counsel, are you having coffee? Yes, of course. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Bijan is uh, is connected. Bijan, are you there? Oh, yeah. Hi, Andrew. This is Bijan. How are you doing? Yes, good morning, Bijan. Uh, we have uh, attorney Emmanuel Coffee uh, on the line. I think you guys are Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, hi, Emmanuel. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How about yourself? Good, good. So, is my voice coming good? Yes, yes. You're great. Yes. Uh, good. Yeah, so um, like I said uh, to you that uh, this is IP breakfast and uh, we should be eating breakfast and at least drinking coffee. <laughs> I hope you have you have something that you're drinking. Yeah, so uh, so Emmanuel, um, you know, by way of uh, introduction, can you give us a little bit of background on, on, on what uh, we are going to discuss today? Well, uh Today we uh, we have with us this uh, our guest who will take us through the the process uh, of IP, emphasize uh, uh, the, the, the the distinctions between different uh, uh, between different uh, investors out there, and also uh, uh, hopefully teach us how to go from uh, idea plus action to success. Yes, uh, funny that you mentioned uh, ideas plus action equals success. Uh, this is uh, a formula that uh, we, we coined, uh, which is uh, something that we wanted to introduce to this uh, podcast. And I think today is a great day to actually introduce that uh, we're actually launching a book uh, in the next two weeks. Yes, the title is The Value of Your Ideas. And again, we have idea plus action is equal to success. Yes, so I, I hope our audience uh, 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 waits for, are uh, eager to wait to, to see the book and, and, and grab it uh, the minute that it's come up off the press uh, and do not leave it on the shelf at all. And, uh, and, and today is a, is a great way to actually introduce our book because we have somebody online, uh, a good uh, friend of mine who uh, I think that's been over 25 years of, of friendship um, that I, I've met uh, to the IP, uh, uh, IP community. Uh, first, we met at the US Patent and Trademark Office. Bijan uh, uh, Tadayan is his name. Uh, a very prolific uh, and, and well-educated, well-rounded uh, gentleman uh, with a PhD, uh, work at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, left the office uh, to create his own business, uh, 
and and many businesses right uh, now. Uh, after all, after that, uh, he went to uh, Georgetown Law School and uh, has his JD. He uh, he has a pat he's a patent agent as well, and um, also uh, have not not a big footprint, but have a have a significant footprint. As, as an angel investor, so he's a he's a person who's gone to the full gamut of intellectual property, from education to practicing, and and to actually have uh, companies that uh, and also have many uh, patents on his name as well. So, um, Bijan, good morning. We wanted you give that introduction so our audience uh, know who we, who uh, is our guest today. Good morning, Bijan. Yeah, hi, Al. Uh, hi, uh, hi, everybody. I hope uh, you have a great, uh, you know, Sunday morning. And so, uh, yeah, as uh, Al said, uh, I, uh, I know Al, his family, and he knows my family for at least 25 years. So we are very old friends. <laughs> so, so basically, um, we uh, we met at patent office, and uh, Al said, uh, I tell you about some of my background, you know. Um, you know that what i've done with the ip so that might be some kind of the you know uh, guidance for um, you know young people uh, around the world if they want to go in ip or technology or corp- uh, make a corporation a startup you know make um, you know th- there are ma- many things that you can do with your life you know especially if you are going to college or high school that could be something that uh, at least you know that so many ways out out there and you can choose so i think uh, because we have a different personality or risk taking uh, so we may choose any of those ways and all of them would be good you know, none of them are bad you know just uh, uh, each one could be fit somebody's personality or you know you know uh, family situations things like that so uh, so you may choose one way your brother choose another way but both of them would be successful and uh, you know uh, desirable so none of them is wrong but but um, but, but at least uh, I think uh, uh, I uh, wanted to, uh, you know, folks out there, you know, especially young people, know that there are many ways out there so that uh, you can choose any of them. So I'm going to uh, give you some of the, my, what I've done, and that could, uh, you know, potentially uh, some of the things we want to do in the future. So, so uh, when you go to technology or you want to make a, a high-tech company, uh, I think uh, to protect yourself, you really need a, a patent. So any country you are in, you really need to get patent because when you go to the venture capital and then they give you money, uh, or you go to angel investors and they give you money, they uh, they want to make sure that the money get, doesn't get wasted. So if you become very successful, uh, somebody else do not copy your stuff, your recipe, uh, and then do it immediately. So because you spend like a five years or two years to build up that business, and you prove that the market is there, uh, but you don't want to uh, just, uh, you know, uh, teach the everybody in the world that how it works, and then somebody copies you the next day. Um, so what, especially like bigger companies. So, so what you want to do, uh, you want to have a, like a, some kind of protection, which is in most of the cases like a copyright uh, for your uh, codes. If you have like a, a, you know, a software code, you can copyright it. Also, you can have a patent. Uh, any um, any object or software or any, anything in the world that comes new, uh, as Al has done before in the previous um, you know uh, podcast, uh, is one of the major uh, 
the things that you need, you need to have. And it's kind of like insurance. You know, you, you want to have some insurance for your home and you want to have some insurance for your, uh, you know, for your business or your uh, intellectual property or software or uh, gadget that you make and sell. Uh, hardware or anything that you make. So, this mm. is Bijan, one, one second, Bijan. Could you um, uh, differentiate between ven uh, venture capitalist and, and NGO investor house? Okay, so basically, uh, uh, when you uh, go and you have some idea, um, you want to go and uh, get money. At the beginning, you want to have like a seed money or pre seed money. Uh, Pre-seed money and seed money is like about uh, $10,000, $20,000 to $50,000 and it can go up to, you know, half, uh, half a million, a million dollars. So uh, in this range, uh, it's called pre-seed and seed money. And this is uh, usually angel investors. So the, these guys are uh, individual people that they, from their own money or the uh, five of them get, get together and they, uh, you know, uh, produce like a, some angel in, investor community and then these guys invest in your company so it, it as i said can go from 10,000 50,000 and then the bigger ones can go up to a million dollar and usually if the million there are two or three of them uh, contribute like a few hundred thousand dollars and the collection would be million dollar and that would be your first uh, investment um, so basically you get that and then you work on the project for a uh, you know, one one year or one and a half year, and then you go to next round, and the next round is called uh, venture capital. And venture capital is usually uh, more organized and more. Uh, it's not an individual; it's usually a company. So uh, venture capital is like a, a much bigger money, and uh, you probably go from like a um, you know from like a couple one or two million dollars to five million dollars for first round, and usually they call it round A. And then, uh, then you work on that uh, project for more, and you hire more people, uh, and then uh, uh, and you have some success, and you have some user base or revenue, or even if you don't have a revenue, you you, you show that you made a lot of uh, you know progress. And sometimes you have revenue, but you have a uh, more cost. So basically, you are still in red, but you make some revenue, but you show that thing is uh, viable. Uh, but uh, you you basically you're losing money because you have more uh, more co more expenses than your revenue. But uh, but when you go to the next round, round B, uh, you, you go to a bigger uh, venture capital uh, venture capitalist VC, and those guys uh, they give you uh, more than five million dollars. So you go uh, five to ten or twenty million dollars. So that's called round B. And then every time you go to a bigger round you have um, your valuation of the company goes up and you have more customers and you have more uh, revenue and you have more employees and uh, you basically every six months or uh, two, year, two years you repeat this uh, cycle uh, so basically you go through this uh, gyration uh, and every round the, uh, the money gets bigger uh, and you and, and you basically uh, uh, you have more employees and your company becomes bigger. But one thing you should remember that every every time you go to an angel investor, uh, you probably lose about five to ten percent of your, uh, you know, equity for your uh, for your company. So if you have own hundred percent of it with all of your co-founders, after you get an angel investor and you give them five ten percent of your stock, you basically end up with a. 90 to 95 percent of your company so uh, you, you are still the majority owner of the company but 
the angel investor have five, ten percent of your company and you own ninety to ninety-five percent of the company. And then when you go to the round A, round A usually they get ten uh, to thirty percent of your company. So, uh, so if they get ten to thirty percent of your company, uh, you uh, let's assume you you lose, uh, you, you give them thirty percent of your company and you get five million dollars. So, uh, so basically the. Uh, if you get 10% of your company for $5 million, basically, you, uh, you, you, uh, you basically, oh, sorry, sorry, I, I made a mistake. If you go, uh, you lose, uh, uh, for round A, you get 30% uh, of your, you give 30% of the company and you get $5 million, basically your company is worth about $15 million. You know, you know what I mean? So it's like, what, three times more. So it's about, uh, roughly about $50 million. And then, uh, but um, uh, if you had a 10% of your company to the original angel investors, which uh, you, you got it like, a, you know, one year before. So uh, now uh, the first uh, angel investor diluted you to 90% uh, because you gave them 10%. Now, then you go to VC, round A, uh, you, you give them 30%. So now you have 70% of whatever remaining. So if you get 70% in the round A, uh, diluted and then you get a uh, 90% uh, in uh, seed round with the angel investor now you have uh, your total uh, your uh, combined result will be 90% times 70% so it's going to be 63% uh, of the company uh, after round A goes to you and then um, the angel investor is also getting diluted by 90% uh, so, uh, so their original 10% become 0.9% and then, uh, uh, and then the, the, the rest of it is like 30% of your company belongs to run a angel investor. So, uh, so basically, that's how every time you get money, uh, you get diluted. But every other uh, investors who came with you originally, they also get diluted with the same ratio. So it's a very fair situation, you know. So, so, so basically, uh, but before you start uh, going through this um, cycle of the uh, dilution and in, uh, you know increasing the size of your company which at the end because your company is getting bigger and bigger uh, you get a smaller share of the pie but uh, because the, the the whole pie is getting bigger you you overall get uh, more value uh, more uh, equity in your pocket because you may own a, co a company like a 10 billion dollars if you own a 10 percent of that company after 10 years that you get diluted five times then your uh, your uh, your share is still worth a billion dollar because it's 10 percent of it, uh, 10 billion dollar so so basically you're still uh, very rich so although you only have a 10 percent of the share of the original company uh, and then so every time you all of you guys get diluted including the original investors like angel investors uh, and round a investor because when the round b investor come in uh, vc is coming they also diluted the round A investors and the seed investor and also original co-founders which own originally 100% of the company. And then, of course, when you hire people, um, you give them a small share of the company so they could be, you know, shareholders and all of you guys would be in the same boat. Uh, and everybody, including your employees, get diluted as well, you know, as well as the co-founders who started the company. But, um, but, uh, before you go to the first investor, you know, the angel investor, 
you want to go uh, either file a utility patent, which is a regular patent, or you want to make a, a you know, um, uh, you know, uh, at least provisional patent. And I think uh, Al may already cover those before you, or in the future, he's going to cover the differences. But uh, uh, provisional patent is much cheaper, but you may want to have uh, something at least in your hand uh, before you go to investor, because once you go to the investor, uh, the idea may go around and people talk about it and then uh, somebody may do it, you know, from your idea. So you don't you don't want to go be in that position. So um, so, so that's the uh, uh, that's the first thing before approaching the first investor. You want to uh, secure that patent, yeah, at least as a provisional patent. Uh, but um, so so that's the difference between these guys. But uh, uh, the, the thing that you want to uh, sometimes some people uh, like myself, I did uh, some of these companies that I started. I did mostly self-funding. So uh, uh, if you do your own money or you, your family and friends and, you know, so basically you, you or the co-founders put their own money in there, you may not uh, need a, a investor that much or delay the, getting the investor. So investors, uh, as I said, they dilute your comp- uh, your shares and gradually they, uh, they come and uh, become a, uh, in the board of directors, they get more votes. So, uh, so sometimes... Uh, the investors like VCs, uh, they are not uh, your friend. Your friends basically they come and grab your company and uh, even actually uh, they may fire you. And that's what happened to Steve Jobs. You know when he was in Apple, the board of directors were, uh, you know, went against him, and they didn't uh, agree on some issues. So basically they fired him. And he had he, he had some shares, but he didn't have a, to stop the board. So the, the board uh, went against him, so he, he got fired from his own company. So, and then, um, so originally many years ago. So basically, uh, there are many examples that the co-founders of the company were, uh, get kicked out from their own companies by the board of directors, which is the originally, which is the, basically the VCs taking over. And uh, so be careful. You don't want to go to any VC. You have to know what kind of VC they are and uh, do they have a good reputation or not if they are uh, very aggressive and uh, brutal you know in their uh, business you don't want to work with them because they become your partner and if they take over the board they, they may actually kick you out of the board uh, of the company as a co-founder you still have a share in the company but you don't have any saying and basically they can ruin the company without you saying anything you, you cannot do anything because they control the board so so it's uh, the dilution has a one kind of problem that the, if you get too much diluted, uh, then uh, you may lose the board uh, power. One thing you can do to overcome that is to make two types of stock. And uh, one of them uh, is called a super, a super voting stock. And I think uh, people in Google and uh, Facebook, the co-founders of the, I think 60% of the Silicon Valley companies, they use this uh, uh, this method. So when you start your company at the beginning, you make two types of stock. Uh, one of them has a regular stock, like a uh, conventional stock, uh, which each vote, uh, each stock has one vote. The other one has a super voting for yourself and co-founders because you don't want to lose the company uh, in terms of voting. Uh, so you may lose the equity, but you don't lose the con- uh, voting. So each of your co-founders get a second type of the stock, which is called super voting. And you probably call it a, like class B. The original one was a class A. 
common stock. The second one is called, uh, you can call it class B uh, super voting. And each of those super voting can have 10 to 20 times more vote than a regular vote, uh, regular uh, stock. So, so co-founders get the uh, super voting one. So they get 20 to one or one, uh, 10 to one voting, right? So what happens is that even if you lose the uh, half of the company to the VCs, the other half of the company, the co-founders had, still have um, 50% of the company. But if you have a, a 20 to one voting, uh, so it, your 50% is worth about uh, 50 times 20. Uh, so it's going to be much more than 100% uh, of the whole vote by the class A. So if you have a class B super voting, you can basically always can uh, overcome any voting from the VC side. So, so that's how you can uh, keep your company uh, and the directors uh, in your favor uh, this is, this for is... the future of the company or major decisions, or if you want to sell the company or whatever you want to do in your direction, uh, the VCs cannot interfere and cannot uh, kick you out of your company. So, so that's one way to overcome um, that kind of problem. Hmm. It's a great Bijan. I know it, I know we have to give more we could give more information on that. But I wanted to um, step back a little bit to ask, um, you know, many people think that uh, in order for them to start a company, they must have this super idea of, you know, going to the moon before they start a company. What could you share with them in terms of, you know, uh, what type of idea that they should be thinking about? going to get a patent and, and starting a company to reframe it you know how small of a of an of an innovation of an idea that people can actually have and really build a business around that um is my question okay so basically uh, uh, to start a business like uh, uh, i would uh, it's a big spectrum so one one side is like if you want to uh, like uh, open a restaurant you really don't need a a pattern or anything you just have a good idea and you, you i mean like a, maybe my mom has a is a good cook you know and my me and my mom can start a you know restaurant and everybody loves the taste and everybody comes so basically that's one way to go so you really need the ip basically just a good location and my mom has a like a good uh, cook you know and so forth the, the second kind of like a, a high-tech company is like a, somebody like uber you know like a, it's a you work on the computers or internet but it's not uh, it, it has very few patentable ideas or very small or uh, with a simple ideas you can start so it's, it doesn't have to be rocket scientist to or rocket science to start uh, something like uber uh, so you but that company you have to grab the market as soon as possible so because uh, uber idea was so easy that they were like a, a bunch of people similar to Uber came up at the same time. So if you don't grab the market as soon as possible, you're going to die and the other one's going to become big. Or uh, or at the same time, you can have many Ubers uh, at the same time, you know, uh, uh, all over the world. And if you are the bigger one, you can buy them out. You know, so as you can see, there were like many Uber-like companies around the world and they bought them, you know, like in different countries, uh, they bought them. So, or they become their competitors, which if, if there's no patent or patentable idea, all of them can survive or maybe coexist or one of them buys the other one uh, but but the goal is to become bigger as soon as possible and then if you go more more toward technology like a, a you know software or hardware or things like that or gadgets that you make 
uh, it could be a very simple idea. It's just a, something that you have a better screwdriver or you can, uh, you know, lift something easier, you know, or brush your teeth easier. So something as simple as that, that you can even make it in your uh, garage or you can think about it and you don't even make it. But you, you basically, uh, you, have, you can design it and patent it even without making it, but you have the idea on paper. So to, to some, we can say we could say something that you are solving a problem that the, the, that that other people may need to be solved as well. That's true, you know. And as you said, it doesn't have to be the you don't have to invent the rocket going to the moon. It can be very very simple to just solve the ten thousand people problem in daily life, and that makes a lot of money, you know. Because if I can do, if I can rent the car easier, if I can go to mall easier if i can brush my hair easier things like that you know anything that uh, dye my hair easier you know or you know tie uh, my shoes easier anything that uh, simple as that and sometimes even the simple things like a better uh, you know a stapler you know those things that they a stapler that they do it by uh, you know a spring action you know it's much easier to do the stapling those kind of things it which is a simple idea somebody probably invented it and patented it and that because there are millions of people using it that make more money than if you invent a rocket going to the moon because that's the there are more users for something simple so if you have something simple but there are millions of people using it you may more make more money than somebody like a working on a rocket going to the moon you know so so that's it it doesn't have to be very complex thing could be very very simple thing but something that is like a, a makes things better or easier cheaper faster things like that so, so it could be how important is is a bundle of ip uh council are you still there i think i you may be yeah no i am oh, I'm here. Here. okay uh how, how important is bundling ip what i mean by that is using all facets of intellectual property and protecting your 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 assets your invention your your business and what I mean by bundling is that you are you are using a combination of copyright, um, IP, uh, patents, uh, trademark, uh, even trade secrets. Uh, so, so basically, um, for uh, uh, I think patent uh, all of uh, among all of this is the most important one because uh, it's more versatile. Uh, trademark is also good for some limitations. Uh, because you can trademark your name or things like that so or your product name so that has some usage and copyright you sometimes use it for uh, if you have music or paintings or you have some uh, design or you have like a software code those could be copyrighted but by far because patent can be done both on design and functionality uh, especially utility patents is going to be extremely useful because you can stop many things many competitors that want to copy you so i would recommend definitely getting the patent if uh, if your idea if you have some idea that is patentable definitely get the patent because that's uh, uh, as soon as you, you are out in the market or even go to the first angel investors uh, the people uh, can learn it and they copy it you know so i think it's extremely important of course if you have um, some recipes that are or some uh, methods that are not uh, visible, then you can keep it as a trade secret. But for most of the stuff, like uh, hardware or you know gadgets that you make, people can uh, buy one copy and uh, just open it and see what's inside. Reverse and engineering. back engineering uh, is not illegal, so they can copy it immediately. So I think you have to get a patent uh, for most of the stuff. You know, the trade secret could be uh, overcome very easily. So you you 
you basically need a patent to prevent any of those those, those things. To so happen. I'm going to give uh, the next question to Kahn's coffee, but I I do want uh, to get into another topic after that. So with your permission, we are going uh, over the 30 minutes, and we uh, we hope that our audience uh, will appreciate the extra time and the extra information that we'll be providing. Okay. Yes, Bijan. Uh, thanks, Council. Uh, if you can just talk to our audience regarding the evolution of IP, you are veteran. You've been out there for quite some time, and, and maybe project also project in the future the growth of IP. You mean like uh, uh, how the IP may evolve in the future in general? You mean? Yeah. Has how? Uh, for, let's say the the past ten years or so uh, to now, and then maybe the next ten years. How do The, the, the evolution of IP in terms, especially in terms of GDP of a nation and things of that nature. Okay, I think um, uh, if I look at the, uh, around the world, like uh, like about 40 years ago to now, a lot of countries uh, came along with IP. So basically, uh, especially like uh, China or India, uh, big countries with big, pop- big populations, and many other countries in Asia, Africa, they probably have more IP laws and so forth. So they basically. They became more active in IP. So overall, around the world, IP became much, much stronger, like for, from 40 years ago. But um, in US, in the last 10 years, the IP became a bit weak because some of the like uh, Alice and some of the Supreme Court cases. But uh, I, I heard that there some uh, people in Congress, both Republicans, Democrats, they want to have a new law that uh, reduces the effect of Alice. So it's going to be. More, uh, more powerful again. So, because they realize that both Republicans and Democrats, that they, if your IP is become weak, uh, your economy becomes weak and the startups suffer. So, so they, they want that have a better IP so that the startups can survive and can they have a good insurance for the business. And basically, they want the you know uh, thing go go positive. So, for a better economy and growing economy, which mostly fuels from the startups uh, for anything like as restaurants you know or you know high tech or anything pharmaceuticals mostly startups do the things uh, do the innovations so you need a good IP protection uh, so basically that's that's why I think uh, Congress realized that it's going to be important to strengthen so I think in the future we are going to have a, a some um, laws on 101 uh, rule and it's going to be uh, you know uh, basically uh, much stronger IP again back in US. But overall, uh, IP all over the world is uh, very strong. And I think that's good for the economy of, for all of all over the world because the smaller startups can survive, you know. So uh, you've touched on the, on, the, on the very topic that I want to end this program on today, uh, which is uh, looking at different countries and looking at uh, IP in terms of GDP and and how important that is, and I think uh, our research uh, revealed that uh, IP uh, is made up made up the GDP of the U.S. is made up of 36% of intellectual property, and some will even say that uh, 86% of our population actually work in IP indirectly. Um, and as we see these other countries uh, growing, uh, we could cite China, for example, um, we've been discussing the issue of uh, inequity and uh, disparity that exists 
in different populations of the U.S. population, meaning uh, women, minority uh, groups that are that are not completely enrolled in in this IP aspect. Some of them don't even know uh, what intellectual property is. That's the reason why we created this this podcast to to help bridge that gap um, among our communities. Uh, so people are aware of this of this uh, system and they can take advantage of it. Um, so how do you see uh, the U.S.? Um, how could they br- the, the bridge that gap, you know, between communities to uh, to kind of like what we call uh, me and Council Coffee been calling that. If we had a car of eight cylinders, we would love that all eight cylinders are firing, right? And in order for them to fire, then they all need fuel. And it, it, so to analogize this with the, with, with the population is that if you have a sector of the population, which is one chamber of, the, of, of your cylinders, and it's not getting the, the proper information, the proper fuel, financing, and so on, therefore they cannot produce to the fullest. So therefore your economy will not, uh, will not, you will not be firing on all cylinders. So how do you see, uh, how, what can be done to mend that gap? Yeah, I think you're exactly right, yeah, because the, uh, you know, federal government or uh, local governments or different countries, their governments, uh, as well as like universities or patent offices in those uh, countries or, or US, they can all help uh, educate people as you can as you mentioned because a lot of people they don't have these are the resources or the tools that they can use if you don't know the tool exists you can never use it so so as you as you said if you if you don't have, if you don't know that there's a screwdriver in your in your bag and you want to like just you know doing you know using the screws you know to put the screws in there like a wood then you have to use a hammer you know which is not a, the best tool to do so so if if you don't have all of the tools in your bag or you don't know they ha- they are available for to use then you basically fall behind from your peers that are have all of the knowledge that what are in the bag what are the things that are available so i think it's definitely it's uh, based on the society uh, you know so, uh, both government and the individuals like yourself uh, to educate people about the com- and communities and people about the what things are out there that's very valuable because uh, even if you don't use it at least you know you 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 have some option and maybe in 10 years you can use it but not today but so so having that knowledge is extremely important valuable because that gives a power to people and there would not be disparity between different groups or different societies or things like that so i think that's uh, extremely important to educate people and uh, you are doing it as a grassroots, you know, as an individual. But I think it's open to governments and uh, patent offices and universities, uh, you know, or, uh, you know, or pat- uh, patent lawyers and so forth, that they educate other people as well so that they know how the technology, IP and everything works and how the VCs work and so forth so they can, you know, use all of those resources and they don't fall behind of their peers because you may have the same math and physics background and and all of the other things but you don't know how to use the ip to protect your ideas or how to go to vcs to get the money so all of these things that are 
uh, if you know, you basically uh, you would you would be ten steps ahead, or you make less mistakes. You know, so all of these things are very valuable. And I, I made a lot of mistakes at the beginning, like 30 years ago, you know, my uh, you know my first startup and so forth. So uh, so 20 years ago, 10 years ago, I made a lot of mistakes, and all of these mistakes you learn. But if you have the knowledge, you don't make you make less mistakes and. Uh, financially and time was you're 10 years ahead you know so basically you know this doesn't work or you have to get the right resources and right use the right tools so i took i think as you said once you do this knowledge propagates around the society there will be less disparity between communities and also people can use their full potential and then once you use the full potential of people then for example in u.s 350 million people plus uh, can be all uh, helping to uh, push the economy and then of course the the economy goes 10 times faster because all of your cylinders are working right now and then so, so it would be helpful for the whole society too you know that everybody would be uh, access would have access to the all of the resources then your society would be much more powerful so and of course your gdp goes up and everybody's happier you know, it's, a, for, it's yeah. good for everybody. So, uh, Emmanuel, uh, Coffee, do you have uh, the la- last question? And then we can close. No, I think uh, he covers it uh, pretty well. He, our audience, I'm sure, uh, benefited from all of this, uh, the information that he provided. We just hope that uh, uh, he comes back again some other time to, uh, uh, to bring uh, more info to, for our audience. Yes, this was uh, this was this was awesome, uh, uh, Bijan. Uh, thank you, thank you for participating in in, in this. And uh, I should mention, B- Bijan is from Iran, uh, so we can have some uh, Iranian uh, um, audience as well. We haven't have any hit in Iran. Maybe hopefully you'll give us some hit in Iran. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, I mean uh, our job is to really bring that information to our to our communities, our disenfranchised communities in particular. Uh, we hope that uh, they 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 learn from from that experience. And thank you for sharing uh, your experience, Bijan. So uh, obviously, uh, my audience already know if to contact me. It's at a d e c a d y on Twitter, a d k d. Bijan, what's your Twitter handle if you want them to contact you? Uh, I, uh, I I don't remember right now. It's I think it's either uh, if you hold it, I can maybe find it. Uh, it's one of those things I've never used. Yeah, yeah. Or, that, or, that or your website, or one of your websites. Uh, when you... yeah, I have it. I have it here. If you hold them, I can. Yeah. yeah so I mean, uh, while while Bijan looks for that information, uh, you know. So this was this was great counsel. This is goes right along with our book, uh, where we talk about um, you know having an idea and what you do with the idea and. Uh, all the way to after you get a patent or trademark or whatever and actually uh, uh, we touch on, on on trying to get financing uh, this is the biggest this is the this is more uh, in detail than what uh, what's in the book but uh, once the book come out please uh, you know uh, grab it of the shelf it'll change your life yes especially those uh, out there with ideas or who are struggling I do not know where to turn to for information. 
yeah the, the book is really geared toward get, get, taking somebody from you know what's going on in your head and and whether you what you can do with it all the way to the step of of actually creating a business with it it's it's a it's a must have on your on your shelf <laughs> um so i you know i'm biased but uh, i think that book will be will be will be a life changer for many go ahead uh, bijan Yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, at uh, Bijan B I J A N, and then uh, T A D A Y O N. So it's Bijan Tadayon, uh, one one word, you know, just uh, and then that's my 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 uh, Twitter. Awesome, awesome. Council uh, Coffee and Mr. Well, once again, Bijan, we were uh, happy having you as uh, our guest today. We hope you come back again, and for all of our. Uh, Uh, for all of those who are listening to us uh, we 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 are very grateful for having him and, and and we know he brought you very good information so until we see you again be well okay th- thank you and thank you Emmanuel, and thank you all of the audience and uh, great talking to you guys and it was a pleasure especially al which is a great family friend for many many years so and also Emmanuel, new friend so basically uh, I love to talk to my friends like these guys and these are great people. Awesome to connect over over the IP breakfast. Paul, uh good day and uh we'll talk again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.